Everyone dreams about living an uncommon life, but how we define that dream is very different for each of us. And for most, it's a lifelong pursuit. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living that life or enjoying the journey to get there. We're going to also give you some tools, tricks, and tips for starting or accelerating your own efforts to live an uncommon life, a life worth celebrating and savoring. Please welcome your hosts, Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello and welcome to another episode of everyone's favorite show, The Uncommon Life Project, where I'm your host, Philip Ramsey, and we have the one and only... Aaron Kramer. Yes, we do. Uh, we cannot wait to jump into this show. We have two amazing guests. And if you know anything about the show, you know that my favorite thing to interview is couples, husband and wife, people that are dominating at life. And we got those two. But before we jump in, I want to just reiterate that we are financial advisors that think very differently. In other words, we're like your advisors to the unadvisable. What does that mean? It means that if you have an amazing idea, we want to edify that by showing you how your cash flow can help you with your amazing idea so you can go impact the world and love your life. So that was my elevator speech, That's which great. I hate elevator speeches. <laughs> a good so, all right, let's get the bio and then let's get on the show because they are way more exciting than I am. Come on. Let's go, Aaron. Yeah. So I want to introduce Tony and Sarah. They are the owners of Five Burgle Bagels. Yes. And... It is amazing. I so if you don't know me, I love food. I eat a lot of it. <laughs> and when I go there, like the bagels, the breakfast food, all of it is amazing. When you walk in there, it's fun. It's like you know, like a unique outlook in there and I don't know. It's addicting pretty much. It is. And when when Aaron said this is who we're going to interview, he's like they've got this sandwich called the Empire. That's amazing. Yes. That is the best thing. So, welcome to the show, Tony and Sarah. Thank we can't you. wait to hey, unpack for having us. Yes. Well, first off, I love that you guys are, one, doing what you're passionate about and impacting others. They do have a restaurant, Five Burrows Bagels. That is in West Des Moines. Um, or is it Clive? That West Des Moines, Clive area, kind of sketchy. It's Clive. It feels West okay. Des Moines, but it's All right. Clive. Yeah. It's okay. off university. If you haven't met, haven't been there, a lot of our listeners are local. Uh, you need to stop listening to this podcast and just go there. Yeah. They're probably going to be there anyway, so they'll probably be generous Most enough likely. to say hi. <laughs> uh, so, they have a sec- you guys have a second location too, right? Yeah. That second yeah. location is um, in Urbandale. So Urban that's Dollar. in the works and it will yeah. be open in, sometime in August. Ah, so good. Okay, so this is my first question because it's always like, what is he going to ask? Basically, that's what all of our listeners are thinking. This is what I've heard and you guys debunk it because you guys are actually thriving. Money to go to die, go to restaurants. Like restaurant money goes to die. That's what good money goes to do. Is that true or not? Obviously, it's not for you guys. But why is that saying out there? Like, I I feel that because it's so true in so many places. Um, but you really got to like fight tooth and nail every day. Yeah. You got to learn your numbers too. Right. Um, you got to set a formula into making sure you're making a profit on every single item. I mean, I'm dyslexic and I'm a numbers person. So you can imagine the struggle I have. Um, but numbers are my thing. So uh, we work really well off of each other because Tony doesn't really like the numbers. <laughs> I, I and, feel you, Sarah, there. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, a lot of people who tend to fail in restaurants is because they don't know how to handle their money. You know, 
a lot of people want to open restaurants because they have a passion for it. Yes. Once you go, once you go into it, you I mean you You're have to deal with in. payroll, you have to deal with HR, taxes. you have to deal with taxes, you have and to deal with you know bookkeeping. So there's a whole team there, and if you really think about it. If you don't know any of those, you're going to set yourself up to fail, unfortunately. Right. Have you ever read this book called The E-Myth? I don't know if you either one of you. I haven't. Oh, guys. What you are describing is the crux of the book. They take a baker that's amazing at making pies. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, she opens up a business that is what? Making pies. And what she finds is she almost imprisons herself because she doesn't have people to replicate her business. She just has to go and then go make pies. And so Mm -hmm. she hates it at the end. And the only time it's successful is when she makes the pies. She doesn't make it scalable. She doesn't know her numbers. And so a big thing is what you guys are saying is like, you got to know your numbers. Basically, you guys wrote that book and you guys are (laughs) killing it. You know, uh, some people may call it petty and we... We're very transparent, you know, since day one with a lot of things, pretty much everything. But I mean, down to like the parchment paper and foil we use. Yes. You know, when our staff drops like four or five of them, I'm already doing math in my head. Like, (laughs) oh, you just cost me 15 cents. But I mean, (laughs) it it adds up, you know, so... How do you go about understanding those numbers at first? Sorry, this is Aaron. Aaron knows you better than I do. And I feel like I'm totally taking it. You're good. So how do you know the numbers? Like, how does one go about understanding the numbers? We do do everything ourselves when it comes to menu design, uh, creating a menu, uh, ordering products. Um, It's all us. We're all involved, all in. So that's how we know like price increases per week. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing like a a formula, when you're trying to find the percent of profit you're looking for, when you sell an item, we always want to shoot for um, under 30%. And that's what's helping us out a lot too. Granted, some some things have been changing, obviously, because of COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, There's prices that have jumped, doubled, tripled. And then obviously the... um, the payroll with our, our staff, we're having to increase all of their pay too. So yeah, it's still in the works. Have we um, mastered anything yet? No, because I'm a big believer is if you need to, um, if you're wanting to grow more, you got to be willing to be open and listen to others. And there's always room to change and grow. Yeah. Collect good feedback. Exactly. Okay. I'm going to, poor Aaron's going to ask a question. It's going to go on the same thought track, but I want to go backwards. Oh. Have you always been a restaurant owner? The answer is no. So tell me like yeah. a little bit of your history and how you got to where you're at. And I'd like to know, cause it's Philip. I want to know how you guys met. Cause you're obviously married. I don't know oh, if we ever yeah. said that in the podcast <laughs> yet. They're married. Ta-da. Yeah. Ta-da. We Lovers. actually met in Union Square in New York City. Wow. It's like a movie. Keep going, Sarah. (laughs) Keep going. I was 19 and... I knew her sister, actually, for about a couple years before I even met Sarah. Mm. And I met her and she had a new port sticking out of her mouth. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yes. Well, let's just get us straight. It's a Newport 100. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but it sounds cool. (laughs) Some people will. Okay. I was a smoker back then, too, but we we automatically clicked became friends. Um, I just got out of a, a bad relationship of 
seven years and I was not ready for um, yeah, anything. Yeah, I, I um, was secretly in love with him the whole time. Yes, you were. Um, I've but... met Tony. I get it. <laughs> get in line, like get I said. Line, <laughs> so good. No, but yeah, we um, we were best friends for years and I... I wait. I told him I'd wait it. I will wait, and I did. And wow, so awesome! Something about her, like about willing to wait, just kind of melted my heart. And eventually, you know, after knowing each other for about four or five years, being friends, uh, we were at my uh, karaoke bar because I love karaoke. Because wait, you know, at your nation. karaoke bar, not the one you owned, <laughs> but the one that you would own on the stage. That one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. Okay. No, but I asked her to marry me at our uh, going away party. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, and wait, 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 wait. We were just at the karaoke, and then you realized that you actually liked her, like different than no, friends. No, no, no. We, were, no. We, were, we were actually dating um, at that time yeah. for what maybe a year, mm-hmm. and um, he wow. he took the mic and karaoke proposed. What was your song? Wait, wait, wait. Oh my. What's your go-to song? He has a song. Yeah, it's what is Al B by Edwin McCain. That's awesome. Yes. Okay, paint the picture and then you get down on your knee. Did you sing first or did you just like go straight to it? Oh, I sang first. I wasn't even going to ask her to marry me at that time because we're about to move to Iowa and I wanted to be romantic, but it made sense because everyone that she knew there and loved we're all there and we just wanted to be there and celebrate. So I uh, was kind of forced, <laughs> but excuse me. <laughs> no, <laughs> and in the best way, no, it was, it was, I wouldn't change anything. It was wow. a fun night. That's so, amazing. So you get down on your knee, you propose first off, just so we're all on the same page. I yes. had like this whole thing I wanted to say to my wife before I proposed yeah. and what came out looked like more like the dumb and dumber thing, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Didn't go according to the plan. So if you would have put a microphone in front of me right then, people would be like, uh Oh, I think he had a stroke. <laughs> so did yeah. you say what you wanted to in the microphone or like, yeah. I'm sorry, this has the, nothing to do with your uncommon path, but it kind of no. does. So let's go there. for the most part. But yeah, I cried like a baby. <laughs> Yes, Tony. So did I. And then, like the end of the night, like she was wearing this bright red lipstick, and it was like all over me. It was pretty funny. (laughs) Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, So, why were you moving to Iowa, and what were you doing in New York? Great question. Oh, we um, we wanted a fresh start. Um, Sarah just had graduated as a graphic designer. She couldn't find a job anywhere because you know most places wanted ten plus years of experience, which is crazy. And How I was supposed to get experience if you can't get a job. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I know. So I um I was working like nonstop, just you know, in New York, you had to hustle just to pay rent. And I was living in the living room too. So mm. we were like, you know what? We are in our mid twenties. Half of a living room. Right. Well, we're living in our twenties there, and we decided to up and leave, come to Iowa, check it out, see what's here, you know, see what's here. I started working uh, at the Marriott. And became a a manager for their bar and restaurant. Sarah became a art director for a small magazine company. Yeah, we kind of just we never. Well, first off, we never had the same work schedule ever, Mm. like as a couple. So um, in New York or ever, ever, Ever. like ever, ever. I worked overnight for the Register as a designer, and um, that was horrible schedule wise for us as a couple. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. um, we, yeah, we morphed into the idea 
And you want to tell them how we got started with the bagels? Wait, I don't want that yet. Oh, Iowa? Sorry. <laughs> Where's Iowa? Like, you're from Tony's New York. From, oh, Tony's, yeah. Tony's from Pella. I'm from oh, Pella. Oh, there it is. There okay. It is. That's why he's so and good at drove, karaoke. We did drive a U-Haul, you know, from Queens. Yeah. Straight oh, to man. Pella. Okay. I cried a lot. Yeah. Were you like, just like, wow, that just got really flat. But newly Correct. engaged, everyone. Newly engaged. Newly engaged. Lots of flatness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All my friends from New York are like, when I was up in college, like, I was so flat. I'm like, it's not that flat. What are you it talking really about? Well then, I, well, then I got to go to New York. And I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know until you know. Yeah. Right. Well, I was born and raised here. And I, I don't really get out much. See, I guess. go back to Pella, Tony. Tony, that was bold. Bold move. Oh, yeah. I needed, I mean, I, I enjoyed Pella. And, um, but it was, I just turned 18, dealing with a lot of uh, personal things in my life, and I just needed to go. And I right. up and left, and I started a new life in New York. It's crazy. But I, I stuck around to, to make sure my family was okay, too. Mm-hmm. And I lived there for 10 years in New York. But at that time, in our mid-20s, when me and Sarah decided to move to Iowa, it was just a, the perfect timing, I think, because especially for Des Moines too. We decided to come when everything was just growing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now bagels, now we're there. Sorry. Just yeah, no, a little detail. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a really cool story. So um, we were in our town home and I believe it was either a Tuesday. I remember the day started with a T Tuesday <laughs> or Thursday. I don't yes. know why. Narrowed um, it down. So <laughs> it was raining that night. And I, I remember going to Tony, I'm like, Hey, I really want a New York style bagel. And out here, there's no such thing in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, um, we went to target and bought all the ingredients. And however many hours later, we pulled them out of the oven, tasted it. And we were like, Holy shit. This is <laughs> yes. delicious. Let's go. And so I jokingly, I looked at him and I'm like, Oh my God, Tony, Let's open a bagel shop. And then yes. he was like, okay. And then I was like, okay. Oh man, we risked everything. But that, literally that night we were looking at yeah. spaces. Spaces. That's so awesome. The I'm next goosebumps. I felt like we should like slow clapped you into that story. That was how awesome yeah. that was. It so. was just so like, I remember calling my dad that next morning, you know, cause all my family's in New York and, um, and Israel and Israel. And I ah. remember he was like, what <laughs> are you crazy? Yeah, come again. Where are you yeah, even living? Yeah. Much. Yeah. I mean, right. everyone still thinks we're crazy. Um, I think we're crazy, but you kind of have to be in this you industry. Do. You yeah, do, yeah, you're risk takers, and you, you, have, to be you have to be open to failure, even. So you nailed your first thing out of the oven. So kudos to you for for sure there. But oh. you really didn't have a background in, in cooking, right? Or baking? What do you say? Baking? Well, being in the uh, restaurant industry since I was oh. 16 helped me out a lot. And I also had the experience with the hospitality. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I shadowed Martha Stewart in New yeah. York. And okay. I... Uh, oh, wow. I didn't really do much. I just took care of her dogs. You got her on her cell phone. You got her on her cell phone. You probably did because you were with the dogs. Okay. That's, yeah. cool. That's important too, but. But know. yeah, I definitely learned um, how to take care of people. And I think if you ever go to our shop, I mean, we'll get to it in more detail, but we do teach our staff to be 
very prompt and making sure that customers are always being taken care of and acknowledged. That's the most important thing too. You want people to come back as regulars. We're, we're on first name basis with a lot of people. Right. Yes. And love that. Like I, my background is Nordstrom in New York. So Tony's is Marriott. So, I mean, we came from very strict, pretty strong pedigree. Yeah. Pretty strong. I'm all marketing as well. So Tony had restaurant, I had marketing and we both just meshed really well when it's, it came to that. Yeah, it's right. basically going back to the basics. I know right. it's very, um, it's very played out. And um, but if you really think about it, like I don't know what year or what decade it would have been, but there used to be a time when people put passion into what they were doing. You don't see that a lot anymore. It's always about money-driven kind of uh, places. Slightly and, robotic. Yeah, and people forget that. You know, there's others who want to be heard, who wants a relationship, not just with the owners or the employees, but with the restaurant itself. And I think I think we provide that for a lot of people. Hence why we have lots of customers who support us when we need them. That's great. That is like so everything you just said is like awesome. It's so uncommon. But like I want our listeners to know this, too, um, because you guys had this amazing idea. Got goosebumps for telling the story (laughs) now. The biggest thing is like, how much did it cost you guys to get up and running? Like, oh, yeah. great, great question. Yeah, that's um. <laughs> well, we definitely had to take some shortcuts because, right, being in our mid twenties, you know, without a secure job, we just moved across the country. Just moved. Just moved. Just got married. Oh, this, you guys no. got married now? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're married mm. by that time. Um, we took our life savings and put that money into investing into this restaurant. Granted, we took some shortcuts, so we definitely wanted to find a spot where everything was going to be um, less stress on us, meaning the, some of the equipment was still there. Right. The layout was there. There are hidden secrets, like we are next to a bank, we are next to a grocery store. You know, there's times, you know, even currently you run out of things. Right. The location, location, location. Absolutely. And all the businesses, you know, with our regulars, I mean, it's, it's really convenient for them and us. Right. So quick, before we go on further and and you don't have to answer this, but I feel like a lot of times people think that they need to amass all this wealth before they can start an investment, which I love this. So like, what are we talking about? Just give us like dollar amounts that like you had. Yeah, seven thousand. Where are we it's talking? It's a little hard to say. We don't really like to share into you know too depth. Sure, I can't talk uh, in too deep with that. But um, let's just say um, it was a little more than expected, and there were a lot of panic attacks. <laughs> sure, okay, because it was all you had. You don't have like a backstop. Literally, no, no franchise background. Like literally. Um, nothing, nothing. And it's hard to even get a loan without any yeah. kind of history, right. no, history right. no collateral. Um, cause at the town home we were in, that wasn't a balloon, a balloon rate for our interest. Like wow. we didn't, it wasn't even a mortgage because we weren't even in Iowa long enough to, to get a mortgage. That makes sense. Yeah, oh, totally. Does. Cause we were Basically, all high risk everywhere. Yeah. Basically, in a nutshell, you guys risked everything as a young couple. Literally, yeah. I mean, if you want, um, we did spend maybe less than a hundred thousand dollars 
just to open something like this. Sure. Granted, okay. that sounds like a lot of money still, but you also have to risk into spending money to make money. I, I mean, everyone's heard that saying. Absolutely. It's definitely true. Which yeah. Where, you know, where you talk about risk taking um, somebody that has no, you know, back, you know, no help or backup plan, which obviously we learn later. You always need a plan B, C, D, but that's not um, true. (laughs) People ask me that, like, they're like, what's your contingent plan? I'm like, what's a contingent plan? (laughs) I have my plan. I will do everything I can to make this plan work. But just, you know, the stars don't align sometimes. Right. Right. And we've been there many times. Like our daughter was born three months early. In the middle of a new restaurant, yeah, that so, was wow. the second year being open, and you know we didn't we didn't profit for the first or two years. It right. was scary, and, and then our staff. Oh, yeah. I think during that time, it, it was very vital because a lot of them just up and left, and hmm. we were left with a two pound baby in the NICU, and then going to work, and then going back to the hospital, and then I wow. I really fell into a deep 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 depression and yeah that was very dark it was a very dark time Wow. Yeah, I new, know we're supposed to inspire baby. people. But. No, <laughs> like, this, this is inspiring. real. This is real. Yeah. So like new baby, restaurant, slash five boroughs bagels. We You've got to get it off the ground. So what we kind of say in analogy is like you're on a plane, you're going down the runway. It might not have, it hasn't taken off the runway yet. Does that make sense? And right. you, at some point, let's just say the cash flow that you did save, you know that that runway is going to run out eventually, right? That's Correct. the risk. And so Correct. are you going to get this hanger off the runway faster than the runway ends on you. And then you put a, you know, a baby that's three months early in the mix. I mean, I could really see, let's say everything is running great. Having a baby. And after that is real, like there are real emotions. So like the depression sounds like that's almost to be expected, but then you add the whole business component on it and it's a whole different whirlwind. Well, the key word that stuck out was different. So I, you know, of course it takes two to, to get that baby, but I really, I was a different person after that experience. And I, it took me, I'm, what are we, four years in? I'm not, I don't think I'll ever recover mentally, but wow, fully. Yeah. I she mean, deals with it every day and we, we both do, but we have to keep moving. And there's, there's a lot of things that can hit you. I mean, we, we just recently had a miscarriage too. Wow. And it's, is it hard? Yes. So sorry. Um, but Appreciate. we we keep we keep moving on, and we look forward to um, doing something that we know how to do, which is having this business run very well. Right, because mm. the passion is still there, and you know our communication, like Tony mentioned earlier, with being sober, it is a huge help as far as communication. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. even now, going through dark times. So to let our listeners a little bit in, so we, uh, Aaron and I went to the Five Burrows Bagels uh, actually yesterday and saw Tony and Aaron said, hey, Tony, you look great. Have you lost weight? And Tony (laughs) said, yes, I have 40 pounds. And Aaron, (laughs) next question is like, how did you do that? And I was really keen to hear this because I was excited about it. Uh, And then he said, well, I've stopped drinking. It's one of those things I've started exercising. So that's what, when you say that you've stopped drinking. So talk to us about that kind of continuum, Tony, and and how you came to that realization. And then also what it's given, not only your business, but your marriage, it sounds like. Yeah. I, um, I mean, 
to anyone who drinks, um, you have to decide yourself whether or not you want it in your life. I'm not against drinking at all, but I had to find out on my own that it was not helping me. Maybe it was uh, um, temporarily fixed, but in the in the long run, when I was doing it every day, it didn't only affect my mind state, but it affected my marriage. There's times when Sarah needed me mentally and I was just not there or I wouldn't remember and I just wanted to relax. And this is during a time, you know, especially when I'm going through the postpartum issues and, you know, Mm. I, my brain just took a U-turn. I was getting like suicidal thoughts and I was in a very, very dark place and I couldn't even rely 100% on my husband because of it. It just makes me really sad, like disappointed in myself. But this is why we're talking about it because it's real and it really happened. And we are continuing every day to be better. And it's worked. Yeah, I'm just praise um, the Lord thinking of you, Tony, of like stepping up and seeing that and making the change. It is not easy. Yeah. Like talk about the, like the definition of masculinity it there is that right there. Yeah, <laughs> like you did it. Like you're like you own like you like dug inside, you looked inside yourself, right. you realized it and you stepped up. Like right. yeah. And I just, as his wife, I I can't even put into words how proud. I mean, he's had, you know, a really rough go at life in his early years and now I feel like you know, this was just an obstacle that he overcame. And I am so proud of you. Oh, thank you, baby. Yeah. It's just crazy too. Like the, this whole time I was drinking for years and years and it kind of opened up something in my brain where, where it was slowly healing. And I'm like, wow, it's like, I can actually think straight without having some kind of anxiety. Right. Wow. So it's, it's definitely um, opened up a piece of my brain where, I can be a little more confident. And I'm also a big believer on words. Mm -hmm. Um, You tell yourself that you're something, then you are, you know. Mm -hmm. What kind of helped me throughout this process of stopping uh, drinking is um, it did not work for me, but I understand it works for other people. I did try the AA meetings, Mm -hmm. but I just did not agree with someone standing up saying, I'm an alcoholic. Because Mm -hmm. right then and there, you're giving alcohol the power. Sure. The power to control you. You're scared of alcohol. There's labeling. Yeah. And you go to bars like, oh, no, I can't be there. Or people act weird like, oh, you're not drinking. I don't want to be around you. Then I don't want to. I don't want to make you drink. So I'm like, I say I'm not a former alcoholic. I just I just say drinking is not for me and I don't like it. But I'm not going to judge anyone for doing that. Right. Just like last night, we had a gathering and it was fun. I got to hang out with people yeah, they were drinking, but it doesn't, I don't mind it and I can actually remember it. So, yeah. So good. And it seems like when you look at the past, you saw how foggy you were actually living your life. There was like a haze over it. Yeah. And now you can look back, but it's it, when you're in the fog, you're just like, this is my life. So like, what, what could be different? Yeah, I really know, but like, as we're, you know, we're approaching our six year anniversary at, at Fiberro and um, we're, you know, reflecting on month to month our uh, March. So that just ended ye- uh, yesterday. That was our highest, highest, highest ever month. And we're hitting about a 13 to 20% increase in every net, month. Net, sales net sales every month, uh, awesome. like continuing. And 
like if you really think about it, like we never really did get to talk about numbers when when you were we because we were just in survival mode, but right. now mm-hmm. we're both mm-hmm. clear headed and we're even more into, unified for sure. Right. Yeah, unified. we also have to thank like the staff that we have right now too, because oh man, yeah, and, you know, opening this new restaurant while dealing with a growing restaurant can be very consuming. And without the proper staff not taking care of the current shop we have, we wouldn't be able to kind of plan or even do this podcast even. Right, because we right. would be glued to the floor. So good. That really speaks to your guys' leadership. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it's, it did not always feel like this. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. we, uh, another thing we didn't really disclose with a lot of people is we had a former employee steal from us oh, wow. during our miscarriage and oh wow there also that was also during the time we renovated the restaurant so it was it was really dark um all the charges were pressed on her accordingly which we're thankful for the clive police department for handling mm. that but um now we're you know new year new restaurant uh new team our management team right now uh, Scott and Oriana. <laughs> I mean, they're a gift. Yeah, and they're a power couple, just like us. Right. So, oh, they're married. Nice. They're, they're not. They're boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. 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 Not happen, no. <laughs> don't. Not yet, Philip. Don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's good. Let okay. me ask you this, Sarah, because you mentioned it a couple times, like, and you seem like you're in a healthier place now. Yes. How did you get out of that dark place? And maybe this is going to be the most life-giving thing for maybe a listener out there. So I'd love to give you some time. I'm not out of it, to be honest. I live with it. Um, There are really good days um, where I just put a smile. You have no idea. I'm very high functioning. But um, I found the right diagnosis and the right medication. The sertraline that I was prescribed really helped. Um, I later in life, I was diagnosed with OCD, a severe form, which makes so much sense. Wow. And yeah. if you throw the numbers in there, like, oh man, but, um, <laughs> and the dyslexia, you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, it's a yeah. fun concoction, but, um, I'm not out of it. I just learned to live with it, which still sucks, but all I can do is talk about it. And that's keep the most going. important thing. A lot of people keep things to themselves or like subjects are supposed to be taboo, but or we, they're ashamed. I don't, yeah. like, I don't, that's one thing that I really, I sometimes I'm too much for people, which a, I don't care, but B like <laughs> you have to, I totally agree. It's either. It's okay. I got no, enough friends. Thank you. Exactly. I'm going to be, you tell me if you like me, we're good. Like, yeah. Let's just be real. Like, come on. Like I am struggling and I will be vocal about it because I am. And I need help sometimes. So Mm. if it's literally just asking my staff, like, hey, tell me three things you love about working here, something to make me feel good in that moment, that can be a Band-Aid. Yeah, see, I think this is great because, like, I I love the fact that you're strong enough to be, like, if you don't like it, leave. You know, you don't like who I am. I have no time. But, like, people don't want to realize, and this, I guess, get me on my bandwagon of, like, people's, thoughts today like how weak society is about not accepting the fact that we all have problems like Mm -hmm. every single person has problems yeah one like the data shows one out of four people have a mental health issue so like 25 percent okay so and that's diagnosed 
Yeah. Good point. Well, I mean, like, that's just one. I mean, I have, like, I'm dyslexic and everything. Like, I have, like, what well, I got my IQ test. I, I went in for dyslexia, came out with three. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. So I totally get it. And, like, that's what I love about this. And this whole story you guys are telling is the fact that, like, there's a struggle and everybody always sees like the success, right? You always see this. Everyone's like, Oh, come to the success. It's but the like, reality versus like Instagram versus reality. I yeah. Mean, or the, I love the analogy of seeing the newly mother holding her pristine baby while they sleep on the bench. You're like, mm-hmm. while the baby sleeps and you hold them, but you don't see <laughs> the oh. 80% other percent that's like, not that. Yeah. hundred percent. Right? And I, you know, I'm still healing from, you know, former, um, people, whether it's relation or friendship or work related, I, you know, we've been burned and, um, we've opened up and unfortunately some people just can't handle how we do things or how blunt or vocal we are, but we just, we don't have time to skate around and, pretend everything's all because it's not no I right. mean, it may seem right. like it but we work our ass off and if you're gonna disrespect us then you're out like i don't have time for that yeah right right so, i think yeah. like that's like i think we're gonna see i'm gonna make a prediction here <laughs> in the future the new big appreciation is going to be like i know we call it blunt but just being real like just saying what you think because right honest. now yeah, like, yeah. I appreciate it so much. If someone came up to me and told me, like, hey, Aaron, I don't like you, we don't mesh. Wow, thanks, man. Like, now we don't it's have to waste our time of faking this, you know? Like, <laughs> let's move on. So, exactly. But everyone's so worried about hurting everybody's feelings. Oh, my God. I I mean, I was, I was very close with some people out here. And, I mean, I love to meet people and, you know, learn and make friends and all that good stuff. But... You know, when people just up and ghost you and decide that you are um, nobody when you were extremely close to that person. Um, hello, like, be real. What What's the issue? Right. Let's work right. on let's it. Talk or through let's talk through this or not. That's fine. On. Yeah. So, right. But like, I want to like, like, so I love all this stuff and I get me off on a bandwagon here. Um, <laughs> But like tie it back to the business. I think this really shows why you guys are being so successful in your career path. And the fact that like you are willing to take everything that's thrown at you, work with it, like overcome it and use it as an ability to like, you know, like here, Oh, I had a problem or not, not a problem. It's like I was given a problem to find a solution to, to make me stronger. You have be, to. Oh, yeah. There's no though. Like, and to bring up, um, you know, being a parent or, you know, not even having a kid, we don't have, like, we raise our child literally like 100% us and the daycare. Like we, there's no fallback, um, you know, family members, unfortunately that we can trust or fall back on. There's none of that. So Ari is either at home daycare or at the bagel shop. Yeah. I love that. And she's, you know, she, she can hang. She, I mean, she will eat bagels all day long until she needs. Oh, there's been time when she's under the counter when it's yeah, really busy. People have no idea. That's, oh, awesome. that's awesome. You know, you got to do what you got to do. I don't know. <laughs> I really appreciate you guys just being honest and transparent because something that I will always say to everybody is that like this whole uncommon path, it might not be glorious, but... No. 
you're going to be, you're going to be glad you did it no matter what. So this is my question to you. And I've kind of prompted it. So sorry about that. Led the witness, as they say, uh, if you could flash back to the time where you're driving to Pella uh, <laughs> from New York, would you do it all again? In a heartbeat. Absolutely. And why Absolutely. is that? Why is that? It's almost because it's like a child. It's like your own it child is. that you get to see grow and mature. It just fits. It fits so well. And I have goosebumps even just saying mm-hmm. that because we like, don't get me wrong. Like migraine or, you know, not feeling well, exhausted, no matter what we're feeling like going into work, it's fun and we make it fun. And I mean, there's days where we want to just stay in bed, but we can't. There's no option. So it's just, it's medicine for us. Yeah, I, I love I'm it. just, so good. I'm so proud of us and that we're showing something that my family who's, you know, they actually traveled from Cambodia to escape the Khmer Rouge. Wow. And um, my it's a whole other podcast. My, oh, my, my mom and dad came here in 1979. I was born in 86, and the only thing they knew how to do was work to get paid to um, provide. to provide. And that was their mentality. They, they couldn't teach me these other things. So I did have to learn the hard way, but I wanted them to be proud of me, not just my parents, but my whole family in general, because I would see them growing up. Why is everyone working a nine-to-five job? Mm-hmm. Like... And they're like, oh, this is what we know. This is what we're comfortable with. And I get it. There's some people who are, are are like that. But I just knew that I didn't want to be like that. And I wanted to inspire um, my family or other people. Right. So right. we both took the step to do what we love to do in hopes of having other families do the same. Well, to I mean, to chime in, my, mm-hmm. my father in New York, he owned, he owned a jewelry store for 30 plus years and I grew up in that environment. So seeing his struggles and now, you know, I'm in the same situation as far as running a business. I, he's, he's our, probably our biggest cheerleader. Yeah. We talk to him every <laughs> day. Awesome. And yeah. He, right. he's, he's awesome. And Let's, he's taught us so much. Let's like, so there's another thing that I think is interesting and that's why I love to interview couples, but normally we get just one person and they're running a business. And I always will ask this, like, tell me how supportive or what your wife has had to sacrifice to get you to where you're at or your husband had to sacrifice to get you in in your business where you're at. So tell me what it's meant just to do this unified shoulder to shoulder, fighting off every bad guy together. I don't. I don't even know how to answer that because it's just so fluid and it's so easy for us because we work so well. Like decision making is a yes or no, black and white. Perfect. It's so so easy. So so then answer this the opposite way. If you didn't have Tony next to you, Tony, if you didn't have Sarah, where would you be now? I'd be like in a corner rocking back and forth. (laughs) I'd be traveling. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I mean, I say this all the time when I meet uh, people who think that, how do you do it all, Tony? And I'm like, "Um, I have a wife (laughs) who, you know, supports me and and levels me out. And she does amazing things as far as behind the scenes go. Like she's a graphic designer by heart. She knows what looks good. And she knows what sells. She knows when to post 
um, you know, social media, like it's very important on what she does. I'm more hands on, um, but we just work well together and I'm just thankful that that we we have something like this so yeah, good there's things so that awesome. he does that i don't do and vice versa exactly right. oh so good you guys compliment each other well and i can just oh, hear it in your voices yeah. but like i yeah. said is it easy no i mean we we see a, a couple uh counselor uh, good. To make sure right. we can communicate right um with each other there's times when you know we're very high strung but right. we just have to learn how to deal and learn how to talk it well, yeah. I, mean, I know you guys are saying it's it's easy but it's it's one of those things like no relationship is like it's a relationship it has to be worked on it has to mm-hmm. be strengthened oh, like i meant as far a, as like decision making yes, but yes right, i right, agree right. yeah i'm just saying like i just want our listeners to understand and make it clear that, like sure. i mean like okay so i know everybody here on the show like knows like i'm a meathead but like <laughs> it's one of those things where like I mean a relationship's like a muscle it has to be worked to get stronger and like 100%. but like you guys like with your story and your vulnerability that you've shared, like you guys are like the Arnold Soxinators of muscles. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. so good. So I, we've been, go ahead, Sarah. I, I, well, I mean, Tony's just, I, I don't know how to explain. He's just so amazing. And I, I describe Tony as being built on this planet. Like he is my person. And I'm just so thankful. Like we get to work together every day, all day. Like, same. What? So, so good. Fun. So like good. Fun. So uh, we've been listening. We've been talking for 40 minutes. Aaron, it does. It feels like t- 10 minutes. Yeah. One story I got to share real quick. Yeah, please right. do. Cause we're talking about this and I got to tell people that like, if you're going to go, you got to get the empire. Mm-hmm. I love the empire. <laughs> oh, that's good. All you right. called it a monster at first. <laughs> I did. Like, it was, it it like is a monster. monster. It is a yeah. monster. I like, so I'm a big eater. I'm a big guy. I love to eat it's a good. lot. And I remember first seeing it. I read it. I was like, I want to. So I ordered two. Yeah, I yeah. And oh. I remember getting handed the bag. And I'm like, I, I was like, I'm gonna grab it like no big deal. And then, like the bag just like went down a little bit. I was like, oh. Why is it like 12 pounds? <laughs> yeah, it was the heavy. Empire. But like little do you know, like so much love came in that like my the, my hand just dropping to grab that bag. And I was like, <laughs> these amazing. are my people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the fact that I couldn't finish it like wow. i could only one and a half Good. of it i was like oh my gosh this is amazing. one and a half that's impressive because some people yeah can only can do barely half. finish one it's so good so let last like closing thoughts for our listeners you guys have been amazing i love yeah, your story i love your vulnerability and i love your restaurant uh so tell us closing thoughts just from you guys uh what would you like to like to encourage our listeners with i would say i would say Definitely, obviously, do what you love to do. But once you've accomplished that, there's always something better. And if you if it drives you to do um, to make yourself better, I would say go for it. Just for an example, we're opening the, this new restaurant. Does that mean we want to open multiple restaurants? Nope. No, <laughs> we're going to a different route. And our long term goal is to actually franchise our restaurant and finally have control of our product. And so we're making our own bagels, a factory out back in this new restaurant in Urbandale as well. It's awesome. Yeah. I would love to say I'm a big, I'm a big believer in just being happy. So if it's a hobby or something you picked up and you can do it, because that's how I knew I was a graphic designer. I, I spent 18 hours straight on a project and I said, yep, 
that's, this is my job. Oh, and also don't be scared to ask for help. There's so many people there who's so stubborn and thinking they can do it all. And like, Prideful. oh, graphic designer, I can do that on my own. But there's people out there who are experts at what they do. And your product or whatever you do is only going to be better with the help of people who know what they're doing. That's right. good. This is so awesome, guys. I got to thank you so much for sharing everything. This is like, oh, yeah. once, I mean, let's face it, before I loved you guys loved you guys in the restaurant, now it's like, I, there's just a whole new level of this. But like, I hope the listeners really take away the fact that like, here's two people that are being extremely successful, making an impact on the community, and that life is real, and there's struggles, and you have to keep pushing it through, so and only real. good things happen. So right. thank I mean, you for sharing yeah. this. Thank you yes. so much. Thank you, guys. Yeah. So keep going. So this is what I think I would want my listeners, or this is what I took away that at the end of the day, there will be challenges. There will be hard things, but the, the combination of all of it is a beautiful picture that you get to work in every day. And like you said, like you've never arrived. There's always things like I can do this better or I can do that better. And you guys are doing such a good job being unified in the whole thing. And I just want to say, just keep going. You are an inspiration. Tony and Sarah, thank you for being vulnerable. Thank Thank you you. so much for being on the show. Yeah, this is so fun. It was fun. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. You've been listening to the Uncommon Life Project. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. And Aaron Kramer. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, go be uncommon. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project, brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.